0: Hi, welcome to Breaking Free Podcast, a body, mind, spirit approach to mental health. I'm your host, Summer Sights, and this is episode 48. And we're gonna be talking about body awareness today with Isabella Haig. She usually goes by Bella, and she is a wonderful professional trainer, um, yoga teacher. She lives in Florida, and she has quite a wonderful uh, following women. I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself, but how I know um, Bella is... I originally took, I took a yoga class from you, Bella, actually, you may not know that, but I took about classes from her when I used to live in Orlando, Florida. And Mm -hmm. um, at that time you were engaged, to your husband, not married. I remember you telling us you were going to take a break. You're going to get married. (laughs) That's how far back we go. And um, just right away, I think our souls know when somebody is going to be important in our life in some form or another, even if in that space and time, it's not as significant at that time. I remember seeing you. I remember because I'm pretty intuitive. I remember seeing you come into a room. I was on a treadmill and and just being like drawn to you and just being like, oh, well, she's yeah, she's really beautiful. And I think you were actually working out with your then boyfriend at the time, your husband now. And I was like, oh, what a cute couple. And I just like just I just was like really curious about you. But, you know, nobody else in the room I was curious about. I was just really curious about the two of you. And I was just like, "Huh." they're interesting. And then later on, I end up taking yoga class from you and getting to know you a little bit better. So you don't know that actually that's a backstory, no, but that's, no. that's my first knowledge of you. And, um, and I just was pondering the other day, how long have I known Bella? And what have I known about her? And I was like, wow, honestly, I call it spirit really brought her to my intention from the minute I first saw you. So I just knew there was that's something special there. And, you know, years later have we stepped into this space, but
1: yeah, I remember talking to you in winter park. Do you? And just like, we just like clicked and we just sat there and chat chatted for a bit. And then we were like, oh my gosh, we have lives and we have to go work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I do think our souls just
0: know each other. So think about the people in your life who there's just some magnet magnetism, right? There's just something Mm -hmm. that just really brings them to your attention. It may not even be for now. But be curious about that magnetism because our souls know each other, and even if it's not in this space Mm -hmm. and time, it kind of knows all spaces and time. And so, as we talk about body awareness, like this beautiful knowing can be expanded out even in how we approach the body. That there are things that are for now, and there are things that are for later, right? And we're always progressing and changing. But can you tell everyone a little bit more about you, um, kind of what you're doing now? You know, what is your a little bit about your professional life? But like you know, who's Bella? Because maybe they don't know your mom and you're got other things going besides work. Right. We all do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. When it's so funny. Cause like, you think we met almost nine years ago. Now we were completely different people. I mean, I was a completely mm-hmm. di- different person nine years ago. So it's so cool that our our souls just like connected then and then reconnected now. And it's like, I would say I'm a completely different person, but we still connect like just like that. Um, but yeah, so my name is Bella and I, have been teaching group X since 2012. I got licensed in 2014. Um, I have four specialties and 18 different certifications. And I obviously, I just continue learning as much as I can. I try to do minimum 20 hours a year of continuing my education so that I can just further serve and further expand my own mind as well. Um, I have been married for almost nine years and we have two beautiful babies but I miscarried five times. So we miscarried our first and um, that was obviously very traumatic. And then we had our little guy um, who was two months early, which was traumatic in itself as well. Yeah. And then we miscarried four more times. And then we ended up adopting our daughter, um, which is just the most wild story because who would have thought, but my cousin ended up getting pregnant at 15 and um, was a bad situation and we ended up adopting her. So God moved mountains for that baby. And now she's ours. Mm,
0: she's so adorable too. And, and she's the, babies, the babies of our womb, the babies of our heart are all ours, right?
1: Yes. Precious. So yes, I have two kiddos and right now I have about 115 online clients. I teach about 10 classes a week and mm-hmm. I just love, love, love what I do. And that's how I got
0: to know Bella a little is that I just noticed, you know, she, like a lot of us, I mean, I started Instagram a couple of years ago too, because <laughs> I was like, you know, the space that people are connecting in. And, you know, I did a lot in my own private you know, office and not necessarily online at that point. Um, But it was this beautiful opportunity to connect with women kind of all over the country. I have like women I've literally never met who I've had soul to soul conversations with because I met them on Instagram and we connected and we just knew we needed to connect with each other. Right. People on this podcast, um, women that I just was like, I just, let's just talk about something. Like, it's really important that we do have this conversation. So I think It's beautiful to see how these mediums are being used to connect us and hopefully help us heal as a, as a world in new ways. Um, they can also be damaging, right. Depending on how they're used. So this is the positive side of it. I love that. Um, but yeah, I saw her and her work and I loved her Instagram. I loved the vibe of it. And then, you know, I was like, I know Bella, right. I, I remember her and, um, I reached out to her to do some, I was like, I would like to get your perspective on like adding some structure to my goals. I I think sometimes we need structure to our, our heartfelt intentions as we get into body awareness. Right. And I had Mm -hmm. some, I was like, I would really like some more like awareness on really what are the patterns I would say, right. The patterns of my life that need to be kind of looked at. And I really wanted to get away from what I call diet culture. Um, mm-hmm. I don't believe in diet culture. I think it can be really harmful. The studies would say that that's true. Um, oh, yeah. And you agree. And I knew you did. And so I was like, I don't want mm-hmm. to think that any food or any situation is good or bad. I just want to be aware of what yeah. I'm putting into my body and how it's making me feel and what are the results oh, yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so Bella had a beautiful app that I was able to use and, you know, supported with some products and things that she doesn't necessarily promote, whether that you just have access to those things if you want um but yeah that began the awareness and it was really helpful to me to have it so thank you so much for that but yeah that's that was the journey of us the reason why i brought you on today though is cuz i really love i love her journey and i really love the inspiration i think that you provide for women in self love and coming to the awareness of the body from the heart right really mm-hmm. approaching the body from the heart not from the head that will constantly tell us that we're not enough and we need to be more in order to be Loved and you know, and to get attention or get validation, right? Because I think that we come from these scarcity places sometimes, unfortunately, especially as women, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that you promote that. And so, any woman that I see helping women rise into their health and their wellness without having to use scarcity, I get really excited about. Mm -hmm. So, thank you for being one of them. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your story, right? Because every woman has a story of like leaving scarcity and leaving kind of the the constructs of the world of you're not enough, right. And then moving into her power. I'd like to, the I'd love everybody to get to know you a little bit. Like how did you go through that journey and, I'm, and are still going through it? Cause we all are, right. Oh, yeah. but tell me a little bit more about that journey for you.
1: Well, and you know, I think everybody, we evolve as we learn, right. So I would say I definitely started out my journey because I wanted to help my family. Mm-hmm. Um, my family had some health issues and some Um, like knee issues, back issues. I had some back issues and we were told like, Oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. And that kind of thing. And so I started out doing these movements because I wanted to kind of prove that wrong. I wanted Mm -hmm. everybody to feel like they had control over what they can and cannot do and to find their own limits and to listen to their own bodies and not just what someone else tells them is or is not what they can do. Um, so that's kind of why I started originally in what I do. Um, and then of course I, you know, you go through, Oh, I want to look a certain way. Okay. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm after this certain aesthetic. I don't know how to get there, but I'm going to learn. And that's why I'm doing this. Um, and that was definitely a place of scarcity or a place of, you know, that came from a place of wanting to feel worthy of love and attention. Right. Um, And then of course, as a trainer, then, then I was certified as a trainer. I was like, well, I have to look like a trainer. You know, I can't not be, you know, what I'm supposed to be. And I would see other trainers and be like, Oh, I need to look more like that because that's what it is. And then I started to notice that I was like, I don't like that. That doesn't bring me joy. I don't feel happy. That just makes me feel sad, and that's not how I want my clients to feel. Or like if you have, you, you have to choose if you look good or you feel good, and that is trash, man. That's just not fun. And so yeah. I noticed that I started to get more clients that were like, well, I don't want to look, you know, like a bikini competitor. I don't want to necessarily do that. That's not my goal but you look pretty average. And I want to look like that. And I was like, Oh, that's also an interesting place of judgment. You <laughs> so look like average. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. Oh, great. Awesome. Thank you. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just a regular person, but I really wanted to find a base of like, okay, so how can I just feel my best and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of went through that as well. Um And then I got pregnant, which was, you know, wonderful. And then I miscarried. And the first time that I miscarried, it was like 16 weeks in and I had to have a DNC. And I remembered exactly when I started to miscarry because I was teaching a water aerobics class and I started bleeding and I was like, oh no. Um, and then immediately my whole life just kind of swirled down into like, you are not enough and you are not, you can't do what every woman should be able to do. My whole femininity, mm-hmm. my ideal of who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be capable of. I wasn't. And so then I was like, just devastated, you know, it it draws from such a painful place. And then like a month and a half later, I got pregnant with Xander and it was like, Oh, so then that time I got pregnant, I was terrified to do anything. I was, I mean, I still worked out a little bit. It was light, but it was definitely from a place of just being so scared of mm-hmm. doing anything that would potentially harm him in any way. And, um, and that's not a healthy mental place to be. I mean, being pregnant is, is an emotional thing regardless, but being that scared and pregnant is very like, I want to say traumatizing. And, you know, we've done uh, a lot of work through that. Um, one of the, one of the activities we did, and I was like, oh, I felt that in my, Core and I'm crying and I don't know why. And I remember you just like walking me through that and being like, that's okay. That's you've been storing that for a long time. Um, so I was in that place, and, and again, he was born two months early, and I was so relieved to just have him out of me. You mm-hmm. <laughs> know, I was like, You can take care of him out on the outside short. Sure. Yes, exactly. I was You're like, relieved. okay, oh, okay, such relief. But then I went into kicking right into the mode and I actually have videos of me exercising in the hospital room the day after he was born because I just wanted to lose the weight. I wanted to be thin again. I wanted to look like a trainer again. Like I just wanted to just bounce right back and get into that. And and of course I thought, you know, I'm a trainer. I'm supposed to be able to do that and help people do that. And I didn't. I did not bounce back. I bounced like a whale. Is what I bounced mm-hmm. like. Um, I, I, I have to sure pause this right own. here for a minute
0: because this is a beautiful part of the dark night of your story. Because I think everyone's going to relate to this so much, right? We all have this, like I am some construct. Like I'm a mom. I'm a I'm a wife. I'm the name I'm supposed to be, You know, I'm I, I I'm supposed to be whatever you think that is, right? In order to be valid and safe or secure or enough, I need to be this thing. And that's just boxing you in, and it's just making you feel so small because you're so much more immense. right you're you're so much bigger than that label. But yet we mm-hmm. all do it to ourselves. We all have every woman in the sound of my voice, every man in the sound of my voice is, oh. right? This idea like, what is it? What is it? Whatever your ideal woman is, you say, You compare yourself to this ideal, this is perfectionism 101, and then you fall short. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Here's my perfect thing. It's not even real. It's created in my mind. And I'm gonna fall short every time and feel like I'm not enough. And that's perfectionism 101. And so when we release that, we move into excellence, like not perfection, right? We we finally go, Oh, I'm a real person, I'm human, I get to be human. And how do I want to be a more evolved human? Mm -hmm. But that perfectionism has to leave before you can find excellence. Anyway, so I just want to point out Mm -hmm. that because I think this is where your story is going next. But like for the people that are stuck right there on the other side of perfectionism is accepting that we're, none of us is perfect, right? We, all of us have to accept our humanity. We Mm -hmm. all have to accept that we're human. And so many of us don't, we want to be superhuman, Mm -hmm. right? We want to be Mm an avatar. We want to be (laughs) some sort of like non-human thing. And we fight our whole lives to try to be non-human and yet we're not human,
1: right? Yeah. But like you said, if you're always falling short, I oftentimes would be like, what would it take for me to be happy? Well, if I was 30 pounds lighter, I would yeah. be happy. Okay. Well, what would that take? These things. I, why am I not doing those things? Cause I don't like those things. Then would it make you happy? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and, and you, and you can't hate yourself into
0: growth either. Right. It no, just doesn't no. work. It's expensive. So yeah, when you say you're not enough, you're not enough. Your body's going to keep score. Yeah. You're not. Okay, fine just not be enough then
1: right yeah exactly it's, it's a very vicious cycle but I think we've all fallen into it at some point point. Yep. and for me that was my point where I was just so far into that mm-hmm. um, and then right after that we were told we couldn't have any more kids oh um, double whammy yeah yeah double whammy Big and time. I mean I thought it was me I really, I gosh, I, I was like, well, I'm just broken, man. I'm just broken. And we tried everything for like solid two years just to find out that my husband also has.
0: <laughs> nah, it's always blamed on the woman. I, it I was mean, this is another one, right? Work. It's you. If you're
1: different, Everything between the two of you will go different, right? But there's two people involved here. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And it was actually my, my sweet husband who one day was like, oh, honey, I think it might be me. And I said, oh my gosh, after this whole time, and, and I had miscarried four more times at this point, I was like, if it's you, I would love that so much because then, then like it takes a lot of pressure off me you know, which, and he was always so loving and kind and unconditional. And it was never, you know, he never made me feel anything about it. I made myself feel ways about it. And thankfully he was nothing but supportive. And then when he found out that like him, he's probably 90% of the problem, we were like, oh, and I was like, well, I can do nothing but love you through it because you were so sweet to me when we thought it was all me. I can't be mad at you. So touche buddy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kind of then just released, we were like, okay, and we came to peace with that, and we let that go. And I was, I was like, you know what? I can get out of this vicious cycle of hating my body because it would go. And I know anybody who has dealt with fertility, we do this. And I mean, maybe not everybody, but for me and a lot of my ladies, we do this. <laughs> You're, you ovulate and you go oh, I'm going to work out and I'm going to eat really healthy and I'm going to have sex and I'm going to have a baby and I'm going to get pregnant. It's going to be great. And then the two weeks go by, you take the test. It's negative And you go, well, maybe it's late. And it goes a few more days and you take another test and it's still negative. And then you start to spot and then you start your period and then you just beat yourself up and you eat everything and you go, well, why am I even trying? Just forget it all. Work yourself into the ground. And then all of a sudden, alveolation comes around and you're like, oh, let me eat really healthy and let me treat myself really well again. And it's that vicious cycle over and over and over. And so when we finally got that diagnosis, I was able to mentally just go flip the switch and go, okay, I I can take control of my body and I am going to learn to love it and to respect it and to do the things that I know are best for my mental and physical health. And that is going to be, Wonderful. And I'm going to do it. And so I started to do that. I made myself a plan. And again, I'm a trainer. So I do, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have the mental capacity to do it. And I think oftentimes we think like, oh, Mm, I know what I should be doing. I'm just not doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm just not. But you have to honor that place that you're in. Yeah. And honor that and go, okay, I am in this place. Yeah. What's the part of me that doesn't want to do it?
0: It needs a little attention, right? That that Mm -hmm. slowest part of us that doesn't want to do it needs to be seen and heard and known, right? Not
1: avoid Not sometimes you don't want to face it, yeah. but you have yeah. to, you have to, you know, and it really, I mean, every client I've talked to, I go, okay, what are the three things you can do to be healthy? And most of the time people will say, well, I can walk, I can sleep and I can drink water. All of those are free things. And I say, okay, so why are you not doing that right now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, oh, there's a way deeper meaning behind that, man. So I, at that point I was like, I know what I need to be doing. I just need to prioritize myself and to do it and know that I'm worthy of it. And I'm a wonderful being of divinity and I deserve to feel and look good. And I'm going to do that for myself. So I started in, and again, to be an example to my kids, all those things are great, but I always say this too, at the end of the day, like your kids love you, regardless of what you look like, your husband, your spouse, your family, they love you for who you are, not for what you look like. So if you come in and your only purpose is to look good for someone else. Big whoop. You know, it's like even the person who loves you the most in the world, if you tell them, Hey, my goal is to lose, you know, 10 pounds in three months, it's going to be great. Okay. Those three months go by. You say, Oh, you know, I didn't do it. And they go, Oh, I'm sorry. So how was your day? And you just move on. You know why? Because they don't care about that. They care about you. And so if you come from a place of trying to do it for anyone else except for yourself, it's like, Oh, man, you got to love yourself. There's some self work that needs to be done there before. So that, you know, that, that, that deeper purpose and why you're doing it. So I started my journey for myself of going, I need to love and respect my body and I've put it through enough and I need to treat it right. And I started doing that. And for six months, I saw little to no progress and it was devastating. Oh, I was so mad. And I would cry every few weeks. I'd step on the scale and just go, Oh, why, why is this happening? I'm doing all the things right. Right. But I was like, okay, but I'm not gonna stop because I do feel better and I am stronger and my sleep is improved and my energy is great and I know that I am, I am seeing progress. It's just not reflecting quite in the way that I want it to as fast as I want it to. And then around the seven month mark, it just started to melt off. My body was like, oh, are we done doing this cycle? And you're gonna actually like, you're listening to do me feel, now. And, do you feel like I almost scared. feel
0: like bodies keep score, right? Oh, it's yeah. almost like you know. boyfriend that wasn't nice to you and then he's like oh I'm gonna be really nice to you and then for like six or seven months he's really nice to you but you're waiting for the shoe to drop
1: because you know that
0: that you're gonna break up again or he's gonna be unkind to you I mean I just see this kind of cycles I feel Mm -hmm. like we're like that with our bodies sometimes like I'm gonna be really nice to you I'm gonna talk nice to you I'm gonna take care of you but if you don't give me what I want, there's that conditionality, right? If it's you don't make me lose weight or whatever, and again, that's super conditional when there's a like this number, this mm-hmm. external thing that we're like judging ourselves upon, like a number on a scale. If that's the reason, right? Like, no, actually, I only love you if, right? Fill in the blank. Whatever your issue is, whether it's weight, I only love you if, that's not really mm-hmm. love, right? That's, not, that's, that's coercion. It's not love, <laughs> right? So You're I see I that. She's in a coaching group with me and we've taught this. So the law of detachment is something I teach all the time. Right. Like you have to have detachment to really love. Right. Like I love you no matter what. I like your friends. Right. I love you no matter what. Not I love you if. Yes. (laughs) We do that. We do that with our kids. We do that. Like we don't mean to, but like, I love you. I love you until you do this thing. Right. No, I love you. I love you. Right. Period. You do that thing. You learn. You don't learn. Right you lose mm-hmm. weight, you don't gain weight. I still love you. And I think that we do that a lot with our bodies. I'm only going to love you and care for you. If mm-hmm. you give me mm-hmm. what I want and the body, because mm-hmm. your energy systems are always listening, they know to call BS on you. They yeah. do. So and they wait,
1: it. they wait for you. <laughs> they wait for, Well, they just already know that you're not
0: sincere because you're already in your brain, have this program of, I'm only going to do this if I get what I want. Mm-hmm. As soon as you drop that out and you're like, no, I'm going to do this because I do love you and I don't need to get anything from you. I just love you. Um, yeah. Now you're in alignment energetically and manifestation can happen. So I'm, a, I'm wondering, cause this yeah. is a principle, right? Did that happen? Did you finally just be like, I'm going to love you no matter what? Mm-hmm. And your body kept scored not it.
1: Precisely. Literally at yeah. that seven month mark where I was like, I'm not going to stop. Because yeah, I, this is my life now.
0: Keep, you can keep gaining weight even, and I'm going to not stop, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. I I came yeah. to a point where I was just like, I'm I'm going to continue because I know that this is best. I know that yeah. I do feel better. I know that this is the right thing to do for me, and so I did. And then, like I said, at the seven month mark, it just started to drop off, Um, and so that was really you know super fantastic, and I was able to compete in some spartan races and have my two kiddos there to watch me win and that was really really empowering and really really cool because yeah. I had raced as like a as a 18 19 year old and um then I had been talking to my mom about maybe doing it again and she said oh you should sign your kids up for that and I was like no no me I'm gonna I'm gonna race and she was like oh well you did that you know years ago I mean I guess you could do it and I was like no I'm going to do it Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh <laughs> oh yeah, I. That's not you. I was like, that's not my kid's passion. Don't no, tell no they don't no. care. I <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Um, so I did, and I was really grateful to have that experience and to do that. And I'll probably run more. I I love doing those. Those are fun. Um, so I just got to go through that, and I kind of realized, like, I had people start to reach out, and more of my clients being like. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You look so good. And I I was like I feel so good. Mm-hmm. I feel so good. I'm doing the things that I've been doing. I'm building these habits that are sustainable for me and I'm adjusting as I'm learning. And you know, as we've talked about before, I mean, in, with me, I have PCOS. And so for years I was never told by my dietitian or whatever that I needed to eat lower carb, higher fat. And so I've always eaten just high carb. I love carbs. I love them so much. And so when I, my, my dietitian was like, Oh, you really, you know, you struggle with insulin resistance. You really need to be eating high fat, lower carb. And I, and I was like, no, I don't want to, I'm fine. Exactly how I am. And I was like, okay, for all right, I'll try it for 10 days. I'll try it for 10 days. And I found that that really actually did work for me much better. I felt much better um, my energy levels were more neutral. My sleep was better, and I was like, "Oh!" So then I started changing my mind about nutrition, going, "Oh, it really is never one size fits all." It really never. no is. but I, you know what?
0: I, I love that you bring this up because I'm taking a mindfulness course on eating right now with a I'm um, yoga group. Actually, we do a, a nutrition mm. unit, and we just learned all about <laughs> the biochemistry of how the body processes sugars and all the oh. pathways that get shut down or don't get shut down. And what I really got out of that, regardless if you have PCOS, and I've not had that. I do have loved ones in my life, unless you, if you're listening, who have struggled with this exact thing. Um, and definitely, insulin runs in my family is an issue. It's, it's the same. as that like that? Acknowledging right how your body actually processes something, and acknowledging that like actually mm-hmm. none of us actually need sugar, like. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like Michael Pollan, like we don't actually need it genetically. We're not designed to be grazing cows. Sometimes
1: it feels like I need yeah it. <laughs> we
0: learned it. it's a learned thing, and it 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 is definitely desirable, and we don't need to make carbs the evil thing because whatever we resist, we oh,
1: resist. Not. It. Yeah,
0: but I I have the same as I ate more avocados, as I added more nuts, as I just like mm. focused on more yummy that I like to eat. That's more good. Yes. More good. And just like don't think, you know, because I, I wanted to bring this in. I told Bella this before. One of the things I learned in mindfulness is that the minute you say you can't have something like carb, for instance, you create a negative feedback loop that says keep checking, are you eating carbs? Or did, you, did you have carbs okay. today? How many carbs are you having? Did you have enough carb? Did you have? all you're thinking about is that? And eventually you just cave because it's like your focus, you're focused. Okay, fine. I just need to have this blasted carb, yeah. up, right? But oh,
1: yeah. if you
0: but if you just say i am really focusing on good fats like i'm really focusing on having good fats or like you'd often do the protein what kind of yummy proteins you're always posting on the yummy protein things we can have and i'm just focusing on all these yummy protein things i'm going to have in these good fats i forget mm-hmm. about carbs and i'm full you know mm-hmm. so it's i think it's just that how do you make it fun whatever your goal is if this is your goal right if your goal is to improve these pathways but yes um our bodies um they definitely get really beat up because we can't have any muscle no matter who you are that's your genetics right we Mm -hmm. our bodies aren't our poor livers right they cannot process (laughs) the amount of sugar that we eat in america and so we've got to learn how to support these poor these little bodies so it is really wonderful to look at that and just say Mm -hmm. uh, if you're someone that like you know 80 percent of your food is carbs just can you make it Sixty, and you make it fifty, right? You just move in that direction. Or
1: yeah, we're even going there because I didn't change my, I didn't change my calorie intake. I'm not. Yeah. It, nope. it was the same. But I love focusing on more, right? Eating in abundance. Yeah. So instead of saying, "Well, I can't have this and I can't have that," and I mean, and oftentimes too, with my clients, if I have somebody struggling and who's like, "I had a girl oh, two weeks ago. She was like, I feel so guilty. I had a." a fun sized or a snack sized little candy bar, like a Hershey's kiss or something. And I called her immediately. And I was like, do not feel guilty for that. Oh, take a deep breath. Like, let's just breathe through. That little piece of chocolate is not going to hurt you unless you're deathly allergic to what you just consumed. It is not going to harm you in any way. Let's, let's uh, like, how restrictive have you been on yourself in the past? And we just kind of went through all of that and really talked about, you know, it's not about restricting yourself. It's about the abundance of things that can nourish and strengthen you. Right. So we're focusing on things that will nourish and strengthen you. And I told her too often, if what you're craving is that little piece of chocolate, you are way better off, have the piece of chocolate and just move forward. I'm thinking about it all day for sure.
0: I do that all the time. I'll be like, I really feel like I just need Sure. And then I'll be like, what's a really good form of it? And I usually have dark chocolate sitting around yeah. and I go grab a piece of that. And yes, I, I just think life's to be lived, but in, yes. in a way that's not harming, right? Not to be yeah. harming. Because you can harm yourself by telling yourself you're a bad person if you have a fun-sized candy bar. That's harming. So oh, I think a so look at how that. we talk to ourselves, right, around these foods.
1: Well, especially in when you're, when you have a fitness goal or specifically if my client comes to me and their goal is to lose weight. And I have some clients who want to gain weight. I have some clients who want to maintain and some who want to shift body composition, some want to lose, but oftentimes I will, you know, consistently say, you know, how can you honor your needs? What is your body telling you that it needs? Because that, that urge is there for a reason. And, and when they want to cut out and fire entire food groups or an entire, somethings, I say okay, can you imagine you doing that for the rest of your life? Is that something sustainable for you? Could you see yourself following that plan for the next 10 years?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But And what we resist persists, right? So if you resist it, eventually, <laughs> when you get off this train, you're going to go back to all the old habits, unless you fall in love with this new way of living, right? It's a lifestyle change. If, if you are, hopefully you fall in love with nourishing and caring for your body, whatever that looks like for you, right? That was the only thing that I finally, you know, again, got off all the yo-yo diets. I grew up with yo-yo diets, man. Like everyone in my family, like it's so like still today, when we get together in a group as a family members, we laugh as sisters, like how in the world did we get on the topic of food and diet again? Right. Because it, it's like these patterns of scarcity around, I'll be enough if my body looks a certain way. Right. And it's such a train that we get on in society. And we have a lot of programming in our media that tells us what we should look like and they're not real people and they're mm-hmm. not happy. I mean that's Worth the and
1: two, they're not probably doing it themselves either. Yeah. Well I mean I always have that rule of thumb is I will never ask someone to do something I'm not willing to do myself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I really loved about Bella Communion is I could tell going back to this body awareness, I could tell you were aware of your body. I could tell that you were developing a beautiful relationship with it. I'm energetic though. I could feel all that from you. I could tell that you were breaking and let's talk about this family cycles and traditions around body and, and, and body, you know, body mindset, culturally Mm -hmm. speaking, right. You're breaking it just not only for your family, but for women, for your children. And some of those messages you put out on social, and I was really excited about it. It's like, I want to teach my daughter this about her body, right. I want to approach the world, this as my body, like Kiss off media, like I'm not gonna let you tell me who and what I am. Right, I love me, and I'm gonna be me, and I want to encourage other people to love themselves into wellness. And I really loved that approach. Um, So I I love sustainability.
1: You know that sustainability. You don't have to have the goal to be. A bikini competitor or a wellness competitor or a body pow- power lifter. Like you don't necessarily have to be doing any of those things. You don't have to compete in something just to treat your body well, or to be healthy. You know, I love just helping people find, and every person is different. Every, you know, workout plan is different. Every nutrition is going to be different, but helping people find the balance that works for them, that makes them feel their best. And I always say, you know, if you treat yourself with love and respect and you start to heal internally by treating yourself and giving yourself good things, your body will baseline. Yeah. It'll join there. It'll, it'll just find its happy place and you'll be really thrilled with it. But mainly you'll be happier with who you are and how you feel. And that is way more important. That is invaluable. You know, that's way more important than a number on the scale or a size of pant gosh knows you go shopping and at one place you're a size 12 another place you're a size 10 another place you're a size eight brands do so many weird things with clothes and sizing anyway um and the, the scale can really play tricks on your mind and it can really mess with you so i feel like just coming from a place of abundance and of allowing yourself to love yourself unconditionally not as using that as an excuse to mistreat yourself or to (laughs) treat yourself negatively, but to say, okay, I really, I'm going to eat an abundance of nutritious food that helps me feel my best. That helps my body do what it does every day. It serves me really well. Yeah. I can give it nutrients. You know, those macronutrients, those micronutrients are vital and I can run optimally. Like your body's always going to survive, but how can you help it to help you?
0: Yeah. And I think as you know, you're a little younger than me. I'm 45. But when you get to my age, you start to look at, okay, so for those of you at are 45 or older, this is what starts to happen. Tell me if I'm right. <laughs> you start to recognize that it's going to change, right? That doesn't mean that you can't have fitness goals. There's 6 there's year olds look fantastic, right? Like you can have all kinds of goals, but you start to realize that maybe you've spent, this is kind of the experience I had recently. And I kind of, it's like, maybe you've spent a good portion of your life, um, being focused, putting so much energy on your body or how your body looks or how other people feel about you, and it's just time to say to all of that because you only have what half of your life left, perhaps, if you live how we typically live, if you're lucky, and you just say, I'm tired of all those games, I just want to be at peace, I just want to love me, I just want to live my life, I want to enjoy my relationships because I've had friends that have gotten really ill, I've had friends pass, like, I've, you know, you start to see this happening, you're like. I'm actually more interested in the health of my organs than I actually am worried about what, you know, whether, uh, you know, somebody finds me sexy or not. Right. Like that's kind of where I've arrived at. And it's this one beautiful place where you just start to see your body as a tool for living. Mm -hmm. Right. How can I be comfortable in this body longer? I look at women that don't have body awareness, right. They're not aware of what their body needs and how to care for it. And then they start having a lot of, I mean, that could be, That can be in the like, I'm working out a lot, right? A lot of women just like they're out running, 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 never having rest days, you know, not caring for their joints, and then they're getting knee replacements, right? Or they're getting hip replacement, you know, so that starts to happen. And so for me, it became like, how is my body talking to me? And what does it specifically need? there were days I was like, it needs to rest. It needs no workout today. It needs to not. (laughs) It needs to not do, right? And then there was other days I was like, man, I just need to get out. I need to move this body. I need to pump some weights. My muscles are breaking down. I need to build them back up. And starting to learn to hear that voice. um, Mm -hmm. And because, you know, you're not going to be 20 forever, right? And you're not going to be, I'm not 60 though. I still got a lot of like time, you know, a lot here. And I still feel like there's so much I can do. Although again, I know 60 year olds that are maybe in better shape, than me, right? Like, it's just, it, there's, it's not a number, but it's a mentality of like, how mm-hmm. are you approaching your body? And I love your comment about mid, like, it finds its baseline. It finds its balance, right? It finds its beautiful mm-hmm. balance. Because for me, the balance is going to be a little bit more in stillness because I'm a, I'm a, I'm an inner intuitive and I need lots of time. And with God, that's just how I am. God's always like, you need to slow down and listen. And other people, they hear God running on the freaking treadmill. Like they need to move it. Everybody's different, right? Everybody's different. So I think that we just need to learn to let it be what it is. What, what, what allowed you, do you think to make the shift to finally having acceptance of yourself? Finally Mm -hmm. getting off the treadmill of scarcity?
1: Honestly, it came when we took in our daughter, when I was, when I had decided that I was not going to have any more kids, I came to peace. I came to peace that my body was enough. Yeah. I came to peace that it was not broken, that it was not, um, my fault that that did not make me unworthy of anything. And when I came to peace with that and I made my plan of, I'm going to treat myself right. And I'm going to love myself. And as I did that, and then we took in our daughter and my family just felt complete. And I went, oh, this is who I am. This Mm -hmm. is it. I was at peace. And I felt that just like settle. And, And that was around that six month mark where I was like, I'm not seeing progress. I don't care. I don't care. You know why? I have a beautiful, internally, I have a beautiful mindset that I am enough. I am more than enough. I am going to love myself. I'm going to respect myself. I'm going to treat myself with love and respect. I'm going to nourish my body. I am going to strengthen my body, um, which automatically is a wonderful example to my kiddos of how to talk to yourself and how to see yourself and how to um, treat yourself. And I want to do that. And I want to be confident in who I am and the things that I do and the movements, because guess what? I want to hike and I want to swim and I want to climb. And I can't do that if I'm too self-conscious of what I look like. Mm. And so I think I, it took me just coming to peace with that, but it's funny that you bring up, you know, age, because I have a client who's 72, who's down 17 pounds and she's incredible. (laughs) She's incredible. She travels back and forth. She goes on all these trips. She does all these amazing things. She has a like a little knee issue, but she walks every day as best she can. And she is just blossoming again at 72. <laughs> and then even then I have a 61 year old who was in my class this morning. And she was running at an 8.1. <laughs> oh Which that's is, see, I got goals. I still got goals. At 61.
0: I, and I was, think like you're never too late in to it. love you, right? Like I I I think if you're if you're in the sound of our voices. And you're still on the treadmill. We'll use that as an example of running from yourself, running from yourself. Like I'm not enough. Maybe someday if I reach that, that again, that idealistic concept, I mean, then I'll finally be enough. Mm-hmm. Nothing outside of you will ever complete that. I think what Bell and I are talking about today, mm-hmm. that's an inner journey. At some point in time, you just have to just declare the enoughness, right? I am worthy of all the good things. I'm going to let myself be in alignment with all the good things. And Some people do that at 60, some do at 70. I had a client, I think the oldest client I ever had was 75. And that's when she found her value. That's when she found her worth. And I thought, wow, you know, it's, you're never too old to stop and just declare the truth of who you are and and then line line your life up with it. And you'll, but you don't get to decide what the, the end goal looks like, right? It just starts to come, right? You well, I think that
1: one of the other things is you don't go like, oh, this is the end goal. You, cause really the end, what, what's between you and the end goal every single day between that yeah, So changing. rather than focusing on like, okay, when I'm that person, <laughs> I'll be happier when I'm that way, I'll be happy. If you break that down and go, okay, daily, how can I serve my body and my mind daily? How can I honor my, how can I be intentional? Because I have these hours in the day, and they just pass on by sometimes. And I don't even know what I've done, right? So what are the things that you can break down to do to your, do for yourself and do to yourself to honor your body and your mind. And if you build those, those daily things that ends up equaling the lifestyle that you want and you become that person. Yeah. Become what we think about right? And what we, what we're passionate about and we feel mm-hmm.
0: What are some lasting thoughts? I, I It sounds to me like the one we've talked a lot about the body, but it sounds like to me, the mind was the trigger for the body's alignment from everything you're saying. And I believe that too, right? As your mindset centered on love and it centered on abundance then your body just kept score. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you've done to align your mind with that in this process?
1: I I would like to say <laughs> I'm, I'm trying and learning to remove pride mm. out of it, remove comparison and take accountability. Right. Cause so often we want to make excuses and that's, and that's often taken in such a negative connotation, but you know, I'll have people say, Oh, well, I didn't do the daily things I'm supposed to do for myself because you know, my kids were this and my kids were that, and my job was this. And it's like, you're not being punished you don't need to make excuses. It's, I don't, it's okay. That's just life sometimes. But the bottom line is that you didn't do the things you said you wanted to do for yourself. So that actually comes from a much deeper place because usually even when I'm talking to them, I'm like, the day's not over. You could do that thing real quick. <laughs> usually the thing only takes two minutes. You could do it. And, but if you're actively choosing not to, there's a deeper thing. So I think for me, it's been learning to, Take accountability without punishing myself, right? Yeah. And Awareness, right? Just like you yeah, aware. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I did choose that mm-hmm. and honor that in a way that is not coming from a negative connotation. So allowing myself to evolve and, um, and there is a sense of pride always that you want to, you know, puff up your chest and be like, oh, well, I could have, or I, you know, would have and whatever. But I think releasing pride and allowing myself to evolve in the sense of, I don't know everything and the things that I do know now, I could absolutely change my mind about, and that would be okay. So oftentimes I will tell my clients, like if they ask my opinion on something, I will say, well, I currently, I currently believe this. Or what I've been taught in my education in that background is this currently. Now, that could change. The science could change. My education could change. My viewpoint could change. But right now, this is what I firmly believe. And, you know, we can go on from there. And if it changes, I'll let you know. And if I'm wrong or I haven't communicated clearly, I take accountability for that. And I'll be like, oh, my bad. I was not clear or concise enough. Or I didn't communicate that clearly or, you know, eloquently enough, whatever that may be. I take accountability for that not to punish myself, not to, you know, do anything, but just to say, oof, okay. That's self-awareness. Right. Absolutely. That's on me. Let's move forward and to allow yourself to just let it go and move forward. So I have found that, I mean, and I think you've said this even earlier, no day is perfect. Literally not one day. I mean, maybe one in a blue moon and you're like, that day was magical. What happened? And then you can always reflect on that day and say, okay, what went so right that I was able to just, it went flawlessly and I feel so great. Awesome, take notes of that. Try to replic- replicate that the best you can, but to understand that we are human beings and you know, not that that's an excuse for not treating yourself right, but sometimes other things come up and other things take priority and that's okay. You just start over. You just try again the next day. And really, if you are trying to love and respect yourself each day and you have those specific things in mind, that are helping you and guiding you and allowing yourself to reflect, you're gonna grow. You are going to evolve. And I hope that you really like what you see when you get there, as you get there. Cause we're not there yet. We're never, there is no end goal, you know? It's just day by day. And I think that if like, you I've come to the point like, where I enjoy every day, yeah. I enjoy every day. I'm really intentional with my time and my energy. And I look forward to every single day and every single day is different. And that's a beautiful thing.
0: I love that nowness perspective that you're bringing in because the future is just made of the present moment, right? So if we're not enjoying today and we're not living in the moment, then we're really not living, right? And we'll get to the future and go, oh, the future, I hope it'll always just be the same mindset until you just start to say the joy is right now, right where I'm at in this body, in this moment that I get to enjoy this body and I'm healthy and I'm well, and I can do things. Let's do them, Right. I, for me, the present mindset, which, you know, I teach about has just really changed everything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just want to highlight a couple of things that you brought out One of was the principle. I love this because Einstein taught it too. Um, the sign of intelligence is the willingness to change. That's one of the things he taught. And I, I, the willingness to have flexibility of mind, actually people that are emotionally intelligent have flexibility of mind because. The more that we know, the more that we know, we don't know, right? That sphere expands and it's wider and we see more that we don't know. So a lot of people have this idea that they don't want anything to change, right? I just want to get a body of knowledge. It's just, there's got to be one way to do it. Okay. I've got it figured out and I'm going to stay stagnant and that those people are actually, this is science of the mind. They're actually the least happy because they're not allowing that knowledge to keep expanding that growth, to keep happening and to keep having evolution, right? So that's like the person going on the journey, like you and I. We're totally different than nine years ago. It's absolutely true. And you and I already are like, ooh, next year, like, look at all these ways we're going to evolve, and maybe these fun things we can do. So that's joy for it. That expansion. The universe is always expanding. We are right. We get to be we're energy, just like the universe is. And so we're going to let ourselves let go of constructs that no longer fit. We're going to like shed them and release them.
1: Um, and Even the only- things that are good in a time that no longer serve me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: sure there are types of exercise programs or things that you ate that, again, (laughs) honestly, I, in the time I've worked with Bella, she's seen me shift. I was like, hey, I was going to do it this way. Oh, now I'm doing it this way because in my stage of life right now, this is what I need to support me. And I'm like, and I don't know, I might swing back into you know, who knows? There may be a Spartan race in my future, but it's not right now. You know, <laughs> like right now, yeah. what I in my body needs is this and letting yourself be in the state that you're in and really be with it, mm-hmm. I think is joyful. So, absolutely awesome. I love all of that. Um, well, I hope that this serves someone. And if people want to, you know, get connected with you so they can grow with you, because sometimes we just need to be supported in the journey, um, how can they
1: find you? Absolutely. I would love that. So, I do do a free Facebook group. And it was so sweet. I had a girl the other day come up to me. She said, how do I pay you for the Facebook group? And I said, no, I just, I just do it for free. Just you're in the group already. You're great. And she was like, but I need to pay you for all the information you're giving. And I said, no, I really just do that for free. So on Facebook, it is Bella's beasts Facebook group, and it is a private group. So what you do is you um, ask to join the group and you'll say how you heard about it. And, um, and that's it. Just so I know where you're coming from so that we can connect personally, um, um, or whatever. That'd be great. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. And then on Instagram, it's under the Floridians, all one word. And I, I post there too, a lot of, a lot of information, you know, and, um, you know, just different options and different flexibilities. And, you know, there is no one size fits all. So if you want some help finding what would serve your purpose and what would feel best for you, I would love to help you find that. Awesome. And that's how I
0: started with her. I just messaged her. And it was super easy and we got on a little zoom call and and we went and it was, it was actually very, you know, so many people online are just looking I love that you do this really are looking to feed their business, make money, but I can tell you, I will give Bella a raise up. That is not Bella's intention. Like you can hear it in her heart this woman sees this as a calling. Right? She really does want women to rise and that's her joy. And so that's why she's on this podcast is because I I want, uh, Bella knows my intention is for helping marginalized women, really helping women rise into their power, rise into their confidence and their true self. And so everyone I bring on this podcast is with that intention. It always is. And I, and not just women, men and women, but in this case, um, because my guess is you could work with men really well too, but she works with a lot of women in her space. So if you, feel that connection or this is a good fit for you then and know mm-hmm. that this is a place where you're going to be you and you're going to be respected as you and this is not about Bella making money from you uh, she just really wants to help you out so um but that's important to know because that's not how everyone is on, mm-hmm. online unfortunately um okay well that I think that's wonderful and we'll I'll, I'll invite everyone just to be aware of what your body needs right now right what How can you love your body? How can you maybe release the treadmill of perfectionism and all the things that we do to tell ourselves that we're not enough and instead listen to what our body wants to be supported in and how do we just love it to health? I think that's kind of the message of this podcast, right? Because we are love and our bodies just want to emanate that out into the world in our own unique way. Is there any last thoughts that you want to share with anyone or before we sign out?
1: Oh, my gosh. Just Thank you so much for having me and for this wonderful discussion of just lifting each other up and expanding our knowledge and um, mm-hmm. just trying to be a benefit to those around us. I love that. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. We're all on this journey together. Thanks, Bella. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you soon.